Oh, hello, my lovelies. Welcome back. I just, I have to say, I have recorded two, two fucking episodes off of another place. And the recording didn't take for whatever reason. One of them recorded multiple minutes and one of them recorded multiple seconds. And then I was cut off and now there is no episode. So I am tired of talking. I'm tired of hearing myself talk. I'm tired of hearing myself complain. <laughs> Believe it or not, I actually get tired of that sometimes. <laughs> but here I am because damn it, I wanted to do an episode. So I'm doing an episode. You can't stop me from doing an episode. <laughs> so I have to understand that what that was probably all about was a fate karma, gods, whatever, telling me to quit complaining, maybe, is what that was all about. <laughs> I mean, the world tries to teach me this lesson a lot, a lot, and I just don't get it. Like, I was even once really insulted because I had what I thought was a good friend. And understand that yes I complain a lot but it's because I speak to so few people in my life it's like I feel like if I had constant people in my life that you could do the banter how was your day you know like oh this thing sucked and this thing was great and then I would talk more about the positive things but it's like when I speak to so few people and it's like you want to talk about the negative things because you want feedback and you want um, support and you want encouragement. And when you don't get that in your regular life, the people that you do talk to tend to just get dumped on with the negative. Or at least that's what happens to me. So I'm really sorry to everybody out there that I just dump on all the time. But the fact of the matter is, probably the only reason I'm bothering to open my mouth is because I need help with something. And that's my way of kind of saying, help me, please, which I don't do. I don't actually ask for help. I just complain and whinge and whine and hope that someone's going to inject some kind of life altering advice into the little conversation. So anyways, I apologize for complaining all the time. And I apologize for drinking coffee through this, but <laughs> so I gave up coffee. I gave up coffee and I want to say I felt great. I did mentally feel great. I felt like, ha, I've beaten my last addiction because that was it. Like I quit smoking cigarettes. I quit smoking pot. I quit drinking. Coffee was like the final frontier and I quit for like a year. And I felt like I had really achieved something, but I gotta tell you, physically, I was not okay. And it's like, I had one less reason to get out of bed in the morning. I really like my coffee. I really do. And when that alarm goes off, you lay there. And sometimes the only reason you have to drag your ass out of bed is to get your coffee. Right? I can't be the only one. So I'd kind of lost a little bit of will to exist <laughs> without my coffee. So I'm back to the coffee and I'm recording this um, 
super fast before I go to work. So I got to drink my coffee. So hold on, I'm drinking my coffee. Mm. 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 I would say, oh, so good, but it's not, it's instant, <laughs> which I used to really, really hate. And I don't really know why. I just, I never really gave it a fair shake. It was just kind of had this stigma attached to it that instant coffee was bad coffee. And therefore that's what I believed. And then I traveled and um, the first place I really traveled to was Ireland and I lived there for a year and everybody just drinks instant coffee. Well, I mean, everybody drinks tea, but the people that drink coffee just drink instant coffee because there's not enough people that you would bother to make a pot of coffee, like just coffee pots at work don't exist. So I got used to drinking instant coffee and now I don't mind it. I don't love it. I won't say it's the best coffee in the world, but I don't mind it. It's bloody expensive though, which is kind of odd to me, but, um, I mean, I don't know. Everything that's expensive is odd to me. I don't get it. Like this world is out of control. Like gas prices here are astronomical, even my car. So I bought this car, uh, last September never meant to keep it. It's a 2005 Honda Pilot. So it's big, old, heavy SUV. And I needed it for a purpose. I had to go get shit out of my storage locker that had been broken into, and I wanted to bring back more than I would be able to fit in my car. And then I looked at all of these different options, and it looked like my cheapest option was over $1,000. And I ultimately thought, if I'm going to spend $1,000, I'm just going to buy a stupid car. Because... The car that I was driving at the time was okay, but it was on its way out. So anyways, I bought this car. I had like a limited time because you find out your storage locker's broken, broken into. I'm 100% convinced that it was the storage locker guys that broke into the storage locker. So now I'm worried that they know that I know because I didn't piece this together until after I spoke with them, of course. So I'm worried they're going to clean me out in the meantime. So I got to get down there. So I do this in a matter of days. So I don't have a whole lot of options. I, you know, look at a couple of cars, but there's not a whole lot out there at the time. And there's this auction. So I buy this car from this auction, which is the first time I've done that in Canada. And man, the fees, I did it because it's super convenient, right? Like I didn't even have to be there. I went and looked at the car beforehand I bid online, I did all the paperwork online, and then I went down there with my car, and then I signed my car over for them to sell in the next auction, and then I took my car, my new car home. Easy. But my god, did I get ripped off. Like, at the end of the day, I only got, after I paid all their fees and everything, I only got, like, less than 500 bucks for my car, which... It was not a stellar car. It was a, I don't even remember what year it was. It was a Ford Focus. But anyways, I could have privately sold it for 1500 easy. So that was a hit. And then the, my SUV, by the time I paid all their fees and all their shit, it was uh, almost $5,000 for 2005. So unbelievable, unbelievable. And I wasn't sure I was going to keep it. It's actually a little bigger than I wanted and it's, it's old and it's heavy, right? So it chugs the gas like you would not believe. 
Like the thing is costing me 150 bucks right now to fill it up with gas prices. It's insane. And, um, so I have it in the back of my mind that I was going to sell it this summer. It was a great winter car. Like it's actually a great car. There's nothing wrong with the car other than it's a big gas guzzler. And I don't need something that big in my daily life. Um, so I wanted to keep it through the winter because I knew it would be a really good winter car. But then, so where to start this story? It's interesting that I'm ranting about my car now because in the episodes that didn't actually record, I ranted about what I'm about to just touch on lightly in both episodes. That was a whole episode. And now I'm ranting about my car. So it's kind of funny. Um, tired of hearing myself talk about shit, like I said. So I get this job offer. And this was the whole reason why I needed to talk it out to someone. And because I still don't know what I'm going to do. So I get this job offer. It's in this tiny little town. They invite me up to visit the town, see what the job is all about, stay for the weekend, check it out. So I go up at the end of April. And I blow a tire on the way. Which, thankfully, I didn't actually blow a tire. It was just, it started making some interesting noises and some interesting wobbles. And I pulled over and realized that shit's about to hit the fan and was actually able to get it to, into a shop before the thing actually blew. But man, I tell you, I have <laughs> so much good energy in my world. I don't know if it's angels <laughs> or what, but so many times shit probably really should have gone sideways and it just didn't. I cannot believe my tire didn't actually blow on the road. Um, so anyways, I get it into this tire shop. It's Friday, late afternoon. I'm at their mercy. I knew that I needed two rear tires. And I have known all along that I needed my brakes done. And so in the back of my mind for the last couple of months, because winter is, you know, over at this point in April. And, um... So I was at that crossroads of, do I sell it and be done with it? Or do I invest the money and decide to keep it? So I was just like, I knew this work needed to be done. I didn't know how desperately that tire needed to be done. Apparently something tie rod, blah, blah. I don't know. And um, so anyways, I'm completely at the mercy of these tire guys. And they insist that I need four new tires. I did not need four new tires. I needed two new tires. I needed two new rear tires. I did like my front tires weren't great, but they would have held on through the summer at least. Actually, probably for another year. But anyways, I'm at their mercy, right? Like I don't have a whole lot of options at this point. Friday afternoon, my interview is at eight o'clock the next day and it's still a four hour drive away. You know, like, I don't have a choice. So fuck, whatever. Give me the tires. Great. I got new, whatever. So that was a thousand dollars. And then once I did that, I figured, well, <laughs> I might as well keep the damn thing. So now I had to, I didn't have to, but I got my brakes done because I knew that it needed to be done sooner rather than later. So I, I'm a thousand dollars in, I might as well get the fucking brakes done. So this was interesting too, because I got them to quote my brakes when they put the tires on and they quoted me $1,600 and I managed to get it done in the tiny resort town that I live in right now for half of that. So <sighs> I love being taken advantage of. Honestly, it's fantastic. I need more coffee. Hold on. 
Mm-mm-mm. Cold coffee. Yummy. So anyways, this job um, is in this tiny little town and I have so many reservations about it. Like there is something that's seriously making me question if this is a good idea. And I have to wonder because I really don't often feel this way. Like I really, I don't hesitate a lot. Like that's not to say that there's never a situation where I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or I'm in over my head or like, I mean, my God, I've gotten on planes and gone to work in Cambodia for crying out loud. Like that's a big deal, but I almost felt more comfortable going to Cambodia to work than I do taking this job right now. And I, it's, it's a weird feeling and I'm not sure why. And so that's what I was trying to talk through in the last couple recordings that I did was like, am I resisting it because there's actually something wrong with this place and I need to listen to my gut feeling or am I resisting it because it's a whole new field of work. It's something that I've never done. It's something that's potentially dangerous. Um, not only dangerous for me, but I could accidentally put other people in danger. Is it the responsibility that freaks me out? Because I don't usually take roles that have a huge responsibility. I'm going to be out there by myself, so I'm not going to have anyone to sort of count on. And that's, I, I don't like that. I don't like, I'm just not a confident person in anything that I do, like ever. I don't like to be a leader. Um, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I like to have somebody else there. So I feel like at the end of the day, I did technically take the job and I did technically give my notice on my current job. I am technically supposed to start there in 10 days. <laughs> so it's like this ball is rolling. I have given up the place where I'm currently living and I, it's notoriously impossible rental market where I am. So it's like, I'm going, but I'm still not feeling great about it. And, um, like there's so many unknowns. I, I'm not entirely certain what the job entails other than the part that I'm terrified about. I'm, I don't know where I'm going to be living. So I've left this up to my boss to arrange and there's not a lot of options. Like we're talking tiny town, tiny, tiny town. So there's not a lot that's for rent. Like there's no such thing as an apartment building. So I'm ending up in this duplex that is, uh, well, they told me it was going to be $700 a month, which is good in, in today's rental market. Like where I am now, a townhouse would go for 2000 easy. So I thought, okay, you know, not bad. I'll take it. But I, I still feel like this high for this tiny town where you can still buy a house for a hundred thousand, but whatever, 700, that's fine. And that was including utilities and everything. And over the course of the last couple of weeks, it's now 850 plus utilities and it's not furnished. <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay, yeah, whatever, let's do this. But, but the thing is I can't budget because I don't really understand what I'm going to be working or how much I'm going to be working or even how much I'm going to be making because it's different rates for different things that I'll be doing. So there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of stress. Um, but I need to quit being negative about it. Right. And it's funny because 
I talk and people say I complain a lot, but it's not like I'm not grateful for my chances. You know, like sometimes I think I have too many opportunities. <laughs> I think like that's a serious problem when you can do anything in the world. Ugh, what do you do? Well, I can't at the moment, but that's a whole other issue. Why I can't do what I actually want to do. Seems I'm stuck in Canada for a while, but anyways, um, yeah, I'm very grateful and very thankful and very just in awe of how many opportunities have come my way. And it's funny, this particular job, like sometimes I give the universe shit. Cause, like, could you quit giving me everything I ask for? <laughs> like seriously, cause I saw this town, not the job, but the town started to advertise a little bit of um, tourism stuff, which is unusual. Like it's just, it popped up uh, out of nowhere, likely on Facebook is where I saw an ad and I thought, oh, I never would have associated this town with tourism. And then I had the thought, wouldn't it be nice to find, you know, like how do people live up there? How do they survive? How do they make money? What do they do? Wouldn't it be nice to live up there? And then like literally the next day, this job was posted. <laughs> so, but then on the same note, I, I, uh, I wonder why the universe can't give me things that I've asked for for the last 44 years. Like, hi universe, could I have, you know, loving, supportive people in my life and maybe a little bit of money now and then? No, universe can't do that. <laughs> universe can only, can only do so much. Universe can, uh, give you jobs and houses and towns that you technically should not be able to find a way to survive in, but they cannot give you a good friend. No, too much. <laughs> Coffee. See, and now I feel ungrateful again, because I do have good friends. Um, just not close friends. So, anyways, that's all of my conundrums. Um, Coming up on the May long weekend, this weekend, I fucking hate the May long weekend. I fucking hate the May long weekend for a whole lot of reasons. Um, everywhere goes crazy. Like it's everyone's first big travel of the summer. Um, people lose their minds a little bit. There's people who are drinking too much everywhere. There's parties everywhere. I'm just such a miserable human being. I hate that. I hate like, shut up. <laughs> like, just let's everybody be quiet. Let's have quiet time. Okay. Yay. <laughs> but no, the world parties and I, the world, Canada, I think it hits especially hard for me because this is the weekend where I lost my cat, which is super tough. I mean, he was my, he was my cat. He was my dude. Um, at the time that he died, he had been in my life for, I had him for 18 years and, um, yeah, I'd had him for more of my life than I had not had him at that point. So that was tough. And, um, 
it was a really shitty situation the way he went and like he just he got sick really fast and then he was in the vet's office but because it was a long weekend I they I couldn't see him and I mean thankfully in the end he did die in my arms again I don't know what angels arranged for that to happen but Jesus how many years ago was it and I'm still gonna cry when I talk about it but um yeah, for the vast majority of the last days of his life, he was alone with a very loud dog barking right beside him, and nobody there, not a single soul there. Somebody probably came and tried to feed him now and then, but that was it. So, that sucks. That sucks. I fucking hate the May fucking long weekend. <sighs> mm. Coffee. Right. So, that said, <laughs> I have to try to be happy about the May long weekend because I'm going to visit my sister and my aunt and my uncle, and I'm excited. Like, it's been a whole lot of years since I've seen them. I'm not convinced my sister really wants to see me very much, and my brother-in-law hates me and I'm sure that like I mean he doesn't even know me so that's it sucks to know that someone hates you based on what they've been told so it's like my sister talks shit about me to my to her husband and therefore her husband hates me that's great right that feels good um and I just I don't I don't know how this weekend's going to go like Anyways, I always try to plan everything, which I need to just let that go. Not everything needs to be planned. Like, I'm, I, it's funny because it wasn't my idea to meet them. It, my sister and her husband were going on vacation. My uncle found out about it and kind of invited himself along <laughs> and then invited me along as well. So, um... I somehow feel like it's my responsibility to plan activities for the weekend because I lived in this city before, but it's kind of ridiculous because I, I really didn't have a lot to do with it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't my idea. Not that it's a bad idea. It's a good idea. Anyways, it's just, it's a lot going on right now mentally and emotionally and I have a hard time processing emotions. Like so many times I'll sit after some kind of event and I'll think like you should probably be feeling something right now and I just don't like okay so I've been trying to scan a lot of things into the computer and then get rid of them so I scanned all of my pictures and now I'm starting to scan my journals and I've got a lot of them and a couple days ago I went and did the first batch um, of burning these journals and I should have had some kind of emotional reaction, should I not? Shouldn't I have been, like, sad or nostalgic or relieved or something? And instead it was just constant stress about other things from the beginning to the end. Like, because I don't have a fire pit, so I have to go to... I went to uh, one of the resorts on a beach and used their fire pit even though 
technically I wasn't supposed to, because I'm sure that's meant to be only for guests. Like, it's got to be, right? So there was stress about getting there. There was stress about finding the fire pit. There was stress about using the fire pit. And then it had been continuous downpour for the days leading up. And everything was wet. And then I couldn't get the fire to go. And then I couldn't get the fire to stay lit. And then I was worried about papers not burning entirely and still being able to see the writing. And then I realized how much ash I was creating. I was worried about getting in shit for leaving so much ash. (laughs) I was worried about I put something in there that had a bunch of tape on it and the smell was bad for a second. And I'm worried about other people having to breathe this smell. And then the fucking fire kept going out because I'm smothering it with paper and it's just like ash everywhere. And the wood is, I don't know if it's wet or if it's just the fire pit underneath was so wet that it just like everything was wet. And so now like, I can't get this fucking fire going properly. So this is taking forever to burn all these papers. And then I'm done, but there's still wood that hadn't burnt. And now I can't get the fucking wood to stop smoldering so I can leave. And I'm like, (sighs) (laughs) like there, I stress about everything. And that's what I worry about this job. It's like, I'm not going to be able to just go and roll with the punches. I'm, I try really hard to be that person that can just, you know, go with the flow. And I am much better now than I used to be like much better now. But I'm just, I'm just not that person. I'm just not like, I need to know this is how you, how we're going to do it. This is how it happens. (laughs) These are the steps. There's no gray. It's all black and white. This is how we're going to do it. And this will be a success if we do it exactly this way. So anyways, yeah, this new job is not like that. And burning the journals was not like that. (laughs) Especially when like you would think this is easy. You find a fire pit, you start a fire, you burn the paper. No, no, (laughs) not that simple. Never that simple in my life. Anyways, so this is funny. I'm using a different um, program to record this. And it's just occurring to me, I have no idea where it's going to save this file or how I even name it so I can find it again. So, you know, now I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to find it again. Now I'm worried that I have wasted another 26 minutes and 49 seconds of my life. Wow. I can really yatter on for a long time about absolutely nothing, can't I? But now, now I have to go to work to my shit show of a current job with my boss who is so scatterbrained who I don't think she's thought through what today is supposed to look like which is kind of funny um but it's not funny it's frustrating but (laughs) it is what it is so I'm gonna go get at it I'm gonna finish my cold coffee and uh brush my teeth even which I think I forgot to do yesterday I'm telling you, it is hard to get out of bed some days and I just, I can't seem to function and do the simple things sometimes. So this super stress-filled weekend ought to be fun. And then a super stress-filled move after that. And, um, this job is for three months to September. Let's just say I am really looking forward to the fall. 
I wish I could just fast forward through this next few weeks and just sit on the other side of it for better or worse and, and be done <laughs> and look back on it as either mistakes that I will never make again or the best time of my life. Who knows? You don't know. And I am open to that. It's not like I, um, I shut that out. I do hope that this is going to be great. I tend to make everything I do miserable, so I doubt that it's going to be great. But hey, you never know, right? So I have no idea if I'm going to manage to figure out how to get this episode uploaded or not. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's good just to talk anyways, even if it's just to hear myself think. Uh, I would love to hear from you. There are actually a couple people out there listening, which totally freaks me out, but it is kind of cool. Um, I do have a Facebook page that I, I haven't even looked at in months, but I think it's just the Christina experience or maybe it's the Christina experience podcast. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Um, tell me I'm psychotic. Tell me I'm ungrateful. <laughs> tell me I'm, tell me I'm doing okay. That'd be nice. If you could just tell me I'm doing okay. <laughs> you could like tell me to hang in. Ugh, that'd be really great. Anyways, I will tell you. I will tell you whatever you're doing today, you're doing great. You're doing great. And if you can hang in, I can hang in. They're going to make it through the day. Probably make it through tomorrow too. We're going to do our best anyways, right? All right, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging out with me again. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.